This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call just heard the uh, president's speech hour or so, hour and a half, two hours ago, whatever that was, uh, where we found out about this drone strike. And uh, just talk, as we were just talking on radio, uh, we lost Gadon the American. Oh. Gadon the American. Adam something or other, Gadon. Oh, Adam Gadon. And that's why they called him Gadon the American. <laughs> wow, that was yeah. deep. That's we're not going to mourn again, are we? Wasn't he from California or yes. something? Why didn't he talk the way he did? He was so weird. Well, I mean, really he, weird. Had, he actually uh, seemingly went for the full, uh, <laughs> the full transformation. He didn't dress like a, and he didn't dress in like surfer gear. I mean, he was he was going for it. I don't remember his story very well. Um, was he the one that uh, converted when he was like sixteen or something? And all I know about him is that he wanted us to uh, withdraw or pull oh, all every of last the, one the of our troops, the troops from Afghanistan to Zanzibar. Traitors. Attaches and so, and so on. on from every Muslim land from Afghanistan Stand to, Zanzibar. to Zanzibar. So yeah, and, we'll and we lost him. him. We'll miss him. We'll miss him. Right. Uh, that that has been one of the most enduring uh, clips okay. of all time of our on our show. Yes. yes, I don't know that anyone else finds it uh, that. I don't either, but it's been a classic for us. We've been hammering it for years. Let's put it that way. Yes, we have mm-hmm. uh, that and uh, what's her face of the Lumbee tribe. Uh, <laughs> probably the two biggest oh, yeah. I don't know. clips oh, wow. we've maps. ever played. Oh, we did maps for we a We did long maps time. for a long time. We were obsessed for that for a while. But we kind of got over the maps. Yeah, I'm we? done with the maps. I'm, I'm no longer. So people no longer need them? I'm no longer concerned if people need maps or have okay. them. Okay. Um, don't All care. Right. Um, we have Google. <laughs> so the maps are no longer a concern. <laughs> Weird, huh? It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, according to the Washington Times, Marco Rubio emerges as the top GOP contender. Hillary Clinton favorable, uh, favorable. Her favorables are just really dropping uh, in virtually every poll I've seen. She went from sixty-seven uh, percent likability to forty-nine in one poll. Um, 
<clears throat> Meanwhile, uh, Rubio is apparently topping the rest of the field that, that's been announced. Uh, and Clinton still leads, though, uh, over Rubio in a national head-to-head matchup, 47-43. That is, that is stinking close. Wow. And really, we haven't had time to start to hate Hillary again yet. <laughs> just, give this some time. Give this country and... a little time in front of her. Oh, man. Wow, let her got... talk some more. This is why she's launching this thing, by the way, uh, in, in this subtle sort of way. She's hoping not to remind you who she is. Right. She's trying to give you as little, uh, the little, uh, I don't know, as little amount of time as possible where you say, wow, that Hillary, she is incredibly unlikable. I don't, I don't enjoy her company at all. Uh, she's hoping she can. You'll get there. I mean, Bill that. figured it out years ago. Yes, yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he did. I think he figured it out at Yale <laughs> five minutes after he met her. But he's like, but I think she can get me somewhere. I, I think the two of us can become a power couple. <laughs> um, so uh, Senator Cruz and Paul have also announced their presidential bids. They saw small, smaller jumps in support, uh, but ran, and ran fourth and fifth respectively. Uh, so uh, Cruz in fourth, Paul in fifth, uh, Scott Walker uh, and Ben Carson saw the biggest slides from the March poll. Uh, kind of similar to what our mm. poll showed, actually, as well, um, in which Cruz and Carson were a couple of the, or excuse me, um, Walker and Carson were two of the bigger drops. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, Joe Biden, 60, or excuse me, Clinton at 60 percent of likely primary voters on the Democratic side. Uh, Biden, a couple points behind at 10 yeah, couple. couple I mean, points behind it. Ten. Yeah. Uh, so 54% said Clinton is not uh, honest and trustworthy. So Only 38% said she was. Uh, Good that's job. a huge upside down in trustworthies. How is she the lead candidate when they don't, they don't trust her? Yeah, I don't trust her, but I'm going to vote for her. Yeah, I want her to win, but I just I know everything she says to me is a lie. Wow, is that stupid. Uh, yeah, that is really stupid. By the way, uh, there's a story. I don't think we have it here uh, from Politico today. Uh, that says that Marco Rubio has emerged as the uh, overwhelming front runner in another primary, uh, the uh, Sheldon Adelson primary. Uh, if you remember uh, Sheldon, uh, who is a you know, big casino guy in, in Vegas and, or, you know, a really good guy and really, uh, I would say, close, close to his heart as Israel. Uh, it's probably the most important issue. Uh, and they now are saying Rubio is the lead contender for his financial backing, which mm. is a big reason. Uh, Gingrich was the guy who got all the financial backing last time from Sheldon Adelson. Um, and uh, he was able to stay in the race for months after it looked like he didn't have a chance to win because he was able to get all that money from him. Um, it's a big, big donor. They say he could spend up to $100 million dollars. Uh, this campaign season and uh, you know so it's important people are going there they're talking to him Cruz has been there to visit uh, I think Walker has been there to visit um, Jeb Bush has been there to visit um, so there's a lot of uh, you know obviously you go for that you, you try to win that primary as they're calling it uh, and it looks like Rubio is the lead for that one mm. but I think in the Koch brothers by the way we talked about this the other day they had announced essentially at least reportedly that Scott Walker was the guy that the Koch brothers <clears throat> were going to back and then the Koch brothers the next day were like, uh, no, actually, we were just we said nice things about Walker. We've said nice things about other candidates as well. We're not taking a position at this time. People are tying that to our interview uh, where because um, one of the issues that the Koch brothers, these evil, hardcore conservatives that are so conservative, so conservative that they can't even they're so conservative, Pat, that they they believe in the same policies of the year 800 A.D., that's how conservative they are. Um, they are pretty pro-immigration reform. 
Like, they don't like the hardcore immigration talk. Mm -hmm. uh, and for people who are seen as so evil and conservative, they agree essentially with moderate Democrats on the issue, apparently. At least one, if not both, pro-abortion. I don't, yeah, well, well but... Pro-gay marriage. That's not... Pro-abortion. Yeah, that, they didn't, uh, that was not talked about as the, as the, with the Walker thing. Just to finish that Walker point, because he came out against... In theory, he, they're saying he came out against legal immigration or restricting. Yeah, he did not. That's you know, I read that same thing, stupid. Pat, and I, I've read it multiple times. There are dozens of articles saying on our show, Scott Walker came out for restricting legal immigration. Now, I have not seen Walker come out or his camp come out and say, no, that's not what we mean. So I'm not 100 percent sure what his policy was. But when I listen to it, all, the only way you'd get that from it is if you believe legal immigration hurts American jobs. Mm -hmm. Which I do not believe legal immigration hurts American jobs. And that's, I think it's a good policy. I think we should have legal immigration. Illegal immigration, yeah, sure, that can hurt American jobs and it hurts the country. But legal immigration <laughs> doesn't do that. And unless you believe that, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing from the left admitting, apparently, that they believe legal immigration hurts American jobs. Consider this, though, for a minute, uh, Stu, that illegal immigration is only illegal. Because the law is an artificial construct. Oh, my God. I never even thought Have of that. Have you ever that. thought of that? You know what? No. Other than when it you play that audio. It has nothing to do with justice in an organic sense. Oh, so it, it is justice in an inorganic sense? Inorganic. Okay. Yeah, but not an organic sense. You have to do something synthetic to make it uh, justice. So, you know, think about that. Chew on it for a little while. Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> another um, one of the great sound bites that we have uh, had over the years, but... Uh, we haven't played that one for a while. Um, 54, I, I still can't get over the fact that 54% of voters say Clinton is not honest or trustworthy. Um, and they start, many of them, those are still going to vote for her. That says something pretty bad about America. That says something pretty bad well, about how we vote. Well, and it says something bad about what we expect. We just don't expect anything uh, trustworthy it's to really, come from this office. That's the attitude that, well, they're all the same. Yep. I can't trust her any more than the other ones, but she's better than the rest. Yep. No. And it's, first of all, it's not true. She's not better than the rest. Uh, she's, she's the worst candidate in the field when you consider every Republican, including Jeb Bush. Uh, and, it, I mean, it's pretty close between those two. But there are some really great people. And if, if you weren't so ideologically tied to a party, if you weren't so bound to one party for whatever reason, it's such an arbitrary thing. But so many Democrats can't, can't consider anybody but a Democrat. Mm. So many Republicans are the same way with Republicans. Why can't you look at the principles and decide from those? And they just can't seem to. The vast majority of people in this country can't seem to. Yeah, no, it's, it's seemingly very difficult. Instead, you have a principle, and you go in and attack both sides when they're wrong. For example, Peter Schweitzer, the author who uh, we're going to have on in the next couple of weeks as his book comes out. It's called Clinton Cash, and he's attacking Clinton and the way she is receiving money from foreign governments uh, and you know, has specific examples. There's a, you know, a, Colum a trade deal with Colombia in which she seemingly, I think was, a, I can't remember the, the exact order of events, but it was like she was against it. And then she got big donations from uh, Colombia, big wigs in Colombia, and then all of a sudden she was for it. And you're like, wow, huh, that's interesting. Wow. Well, he has come out and he's doing this, and everyone's like, well, he's this conservative author. You know, he's going out and he's attacking Hillary Clinton. Of course, that's what they do. Uh, he's announced now that in a few months, I think it's summer, he's doing another book, um, uh, a similar sort of investigation on Jeb Bush. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. So, uh, this, you know, again, this is, this is what you want out of somebody. You want yeah. somebody who's going to come out and say, look, I care about people doing things the right way.
I don't care what the what the letter is after their name. Uh, that's a whole, you know, it's a different story. And we don't have to worry about that. If you have principles, uh, that's your concern. And here's here's a little uh, taste from what this guy uh, Stu is talking about uh, says. Um, he writes Jennifer Flowers, Cattle Futures, the White House Travel Office. Rose Law Firm Files, Lincoln Bedroom, Monica Lewinsky, and now the Clinton Foundation. What ties these stories together is the predictable paint-by-the-numbers response from the Bill and Hillary Clinton political operation. Number one, they deny. Salient questions are dodged and evidence goes missing. The stone wall is built. We've seen that every single time with the Clinton scandal, mm -hmm. and Obama for that matter, because they play from the same playbook, uh, Saul Alinsky. Number two, deflect. Blame is shifted usually to Republicans in the media. And the third thing is demean. Demean people who question or criticize the Clintons. They get tarred as right-wing extremists, hacks, nuts, or sluts. That is it's brilliantly put because it's so true, and we've seen it time after time after time with the Clintons. He says the Bill, Hillary, and uh, Chelsea Clinton Foundation is both an admirable charity and a shadow political operation a wash in conflicts of interest, a reflection of the power couple who founded it. Uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton, like uh, history's most enduring characters, seem to stride through public life with an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other. So it, it seems to be <clears throat> somewhat balanced. I mean, he does praise them as he also talks about And everybody knows this stuff about them. Everybody knows that they've been through scandal after scandal. And this is how they handle them all. And they're doing it again with this Clinton Foundation thing. And... And it's gotten so bad that 54% of the people don't, are, are, uh, don't trust her, and yet 60% are going to vote for her anyway, at least up till now. She's got a 60 to 10 lead over Joe Biden. It's 50 points still. You believe that? After all this stuff, after Benghazi, after the Clinton Foundation stuff, after the email scandal, all this new stuff just in the last few months and, uh, or years, and she still has a 60 to 10 lead. <laughs> Man, it says something about America. Yeah, I mean, it, it says something about several things. I would say about America because I think you know w that they don't care. They don't. They don't believe anyone can be trustworthy in Washington. It says that. I think also on another side of it, it says, um, you know, look, we're not paying attention yet. We haven't looked at any of this stuff yet. We haven't. You know, this. That's what America. Is I doing. hope it says that. I, think I, it does. I hope that's what it is. I mean, really people do. have not looked into any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, what's the what's the name recognition of Martin O'Malley in this oh, country? Almost 8%? zero. Probably, yeah. I mean, you know, Maryland. So you have, right. probably people in Maryland would know him in the surrounding areas. Maybe it's 15, let's say, Maybe. absolute top shelf. I mean, you know, and so no one's looked. I mean, people know Joe Biden, but of course, Joe Biden's a complete joke and has made no indication he's running. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, what's the name recognition? For, I'm saying not political people, but just the average person. What's the name recognition of Elizabeth Warren right now? 20. 20? I mean, people aren't even looking at these things yet. Um, and, I mean, you could go through the, uh, uh, through the uh, Republican field as well. I mean, what, what's the name recognition of... Um, you know, even Ted Cruz, yeah, it's maybe thirty. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. because I mean, Marco he's been Rubio has been made Marco a joke, Rubio? made an ad joking about all the Google searches about who Marco Rubio. I is. saw that, yeah. and they're like, "Is he a Democrat?" Right. Uh, you know, it was things like that. That's like the top Google searches on Marco Rubio right now are: are Is Marco Rubio a Democrat?
Yeah, because they're here and he's Hispanic and they can't imagine. And they that. can't imagine because of what the media tells them all the time. Uh, but, I mean, that, you know, people are not engaged in this process yet, unless you're listening to a show like this or you're watching, uh, you know, even Fox News or something like that. Maybe you care, um, but most people are just not engaged. They don't, they're not going to get engaged until you start, they start seeing debates on TV or there's a big gaffe by one of the candidates, and they'll start learning about it very slowly over the, over the next year, and they'll make up their mind over the next last few weeks, a lot of them. Yeah, I it, we'll see. I, I hope, I hope that uh, they're just not engaged yet. And when they become engaged, they're going to totally reject uh, Hillary as a, as a candidate because yeah. she's she's horrible. Triple eight seven two seven back. Meantime, you can get your seventy two hour kit right now for only ten dollars, ten bucks. That includes shipping. What's a seventy two hour kit, Pat? It's a uh, it's three days of food. It's three days of food, so, and, and it's three days of food because that is the. That is the theory, and really it's been proven to be fact, of how long it takes help, whether it's federal or otherwise, to get to you if you've had a natural disaster in your area. Something's gone wrong, you need help, and there's been a hurricane or a tornado or a snowstorm that snowed you in. It usually takes about three days to mobilize and get help to people, and that's uh, where the three-day kit comes in. You can get a three-day supply of food for ten dollars for my Patriot Supply. Now for can Jeffy, I, can I, can I get more? You can get multiple. I think you can get up to four, Jeffy. Four, up to four. Ooh, um, just so four. that'll that'll you know last a good hour and a half for you. <laughs> but Jeffy has a seventy-two hour kit. It's just he wants to be able to eat continuously for seventy-two hours. So it's a larger pack, and they do not offer it at my Patriot <laughs> Supply. Uh, but if you want to get the seventy-two hour kit from my Patriot Supply, it's eight hundred two seven four thirty forty. Call now. Uh, it's they're not going to keep this deal around forever. So get it while while it's available. For only ten bucks, including shipping, you're never going to beat that price. My Patriot Supply, it's not just food, it's freedom. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. 888-332-8036-888-727-BECK. Uh, Pat and Stu. All right. Uh, we talked a little bit about Hillary and uh, even Martin O'Malley on the Republican side. It looks like uh, Rubio, according to some polls, is taking the lead. He's the front runner right now for the GOP. But also out there lingering is uh, Carly Fiorina. If yeah. she runs for president, uh, she'll take identity politics away from Hillary Clinton, is what they're saying. Uh, she's pre presented herself as the only person in the GOP field who won't really have to worry about inadvertently launching a war on women. And the, she'd be the lone foil to Clinton's first woman president claim. And I think all of that's true. 
Oh, that's true. I, I just don't know that she's conservative enough for my liking. I, yeah. I, I would be surprised if she is. I don't know all that much about her politics. We did like her when she was on, and I think she's, you know... We didn't go deep into, no, into there, policy, though. There's a, there's a basic competence level test that she passed. Yes, she did. She's not, uh, you know, she's not some, you know, yeah. oh, some wild candidate that is going to say crazy things, necessarily. She seemed like she was a pretty good candidate, and you could see she obviously understands the free market to some mm -hmm. degree. She was the CEO of HP, if you don't know. Um, you, know she, you know, she seems like she could be sort of that I think people would accuse her of being first of all she's a California Republican so um, now there have been occasionally I don't know if you've noticed this California Republicans that turned out pretty well when they got jobs in higher oh, office name one uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I, you know well, name one now that you say it I can't come up yeah, with one example right but there, maybe thought. let's say sometime <laughs> between 1980 and 1988 somewhere in that general yeah I doubt it Somewhere in there. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, and I'm, I'm not saying that she's uh, as conservative as Ronald Reagan. Uh, that's, I don't think that she would even claim that, probably. Um, but, she, you know, it's an interesting thing. She's an interesting candidate, and she's the only one in the Republican field so far that's female and would take mm -hmm. that away. Because what you're going to hear over the next 18 months is you have to uh, elect Hillary Clinton because of her genitals. And mm -hmm. if you, you know, it's going to be an annoying thing. I could see Carly Fiorina very easily as a vice presidential candidate, um, because then you have at least you have VP, you have a female on the ticket. I think when you're playing identity politics, this is going to come into the equation for the Republicans. Can you see a Rubio Fiorina ticket? I think that's uh, possible. Uh, you know, another one that they talk about quite often is Kelly Ayotte from uh, from New Hampshire, who is Iowa's. Think of her as the John, the female John McCain. She's uh, good. She's strong on defense, but not the candidate that I want. Pat, mm -hmm. your comment? No, uh, same. Thank you. Yeah, same. Sorry, I was about to sneeze, so I tried to give it to you, but then I went away. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I was like really right on the verge <laughs> of sneezing there. And oh. I was like, Pat, Pat right. I'm interested in your comments. Go, go, go to Pat, go to Pat, go to Pat. But then it didn't, it actually, it came, it went away. That happens sometimes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that I keep seeing is this story, and I just don't give a rat's anus about it. And that's that uh, Jeb Bush is on the paleo diet. I've seen this thing everywhere. He looks so darn good, though. Freaking like care. He's lost some weight. I don't care. I don't, I don't yeah, but, care. Well, I mean, you obviously care about Jeb Bush's physique. And I think no, we can talk about I, it in a general sense. I really don't care. Yeah, but how many curls does Jeb Bush do? I think we I can talk about that for the I next hour. I don't care. I really don't care. I really don't care. How I don't long? care if he weighs Wait, eight ounces. I don't, <laughs> care. I, don't, I don't care if he got back to his birth weight. I don't give a rat's ass. How long does he stay on the treadmill? <laughs> I don't care. I guess the one thing uh, that, that makes it interested. interesting is the acknowledgement that uh, this sort of thing matters. When you're yeah. a presidential candidate, all of a sudden you've got to be in shape. I mean, you've got to yeah. lose weight. Chris Christie was trying to lose weight. Everyone, it, it's, it, we, we fight against the identity politics, but we all recognize yeah. it's real. I mean, like, I, do I think Ted Cruz should be president because he's got a Cuban heritage? No! He should be president because he seemingly is the most principled guy and mm -hmm. seems to be right on every issue. Uh, but uh, the, the idea that he'd be our first Hispanic president, be, to be, being completely honest, means absolutely nothing to me. Nothing. I don't care that he's a Hispanic president. I care that he's the best guy for the job. If Carly Fiorina is the best person for the job, I don't care that she's the first female president. That makes I mean, no difference to me. Genitals, heritage, things like that are not what we're and, supposed to look at. And for beyond that, Stu, I, I think as Republic, the Republican Party and conservatives have proven that's true over and over and over and over. We absolutely love Alan West. Mm -hmm. Why? Is it because he's black? No, I don't care. 
It's because of his politics. It's because of the way he is. It's because of his courage and his conviction. That's why we all yeah. loved Alan West. Same could be said when Ben Carson came on the scene and we were finding out about him and he was somewhat conservative. And then we found out there were maybe some things that we didn't like as much, but See, we I, still like him as a guy. Yeah. I, and Carly I think Fiorina, a woman. We've proven that. We're all open to it. Mm -hmm. We've proven it over and over. Hispanic, black, women. We don't care. In, Indian. We don't in the case care. Of Bobby Indian. Jindal, yes. Uh, Indian heritage. Again, again the, you know, all Americans, but heritage from, you know, right. from India. Um, but the, this is the thing. I don't, see, I'm, I'm, I, I think you're right. We've definitely proven that. In that, the, the accusation is we're all racist. Yet we always love the person. Yeah, we who, have the most diverse field yeah, uh, possible, probably ever. Yeah. Has there ever been a more diverse field than no. the people we think are going to run for the so. Republican Party nomination? I don't think so. That being said, I do think it, identity politics runs in uh, is part of that because there are probably. Boring congressmen from Idaho that are just as good on policy as Alan West. But we love Alan West, I would say, a tad more than we normally might like the boring congressman from Idaho because we like the fact that there's somebody out there. It takes those arguments away from the other side, yeah. in theory. And, yeah. and, uh, and that is, there's something about that. When you just talk about the political mind of winning, uh, you have to recognize that stuff's real. Barack Obama is president of the United States because he's black. Mm -hmm. he's, not he's not president of the United States uh, for any other reason. There are a lot of boring white senators that are just as liberal on policy as Barack Obama. Now, he, he, it's not any black person can win. He's a talented politician. He obviously has a, 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 a life story that people liked. He, he's, he's very highly educated. There are things, if you're a progressive, that, to like about Barack Obama. But you could find uh, Bernie Sanders has all of those things. Right. Mm -hmm. but, but, but Bernie Sanders has no chance. The idea that Hillary, Hillary Clinton, think of Hillary Clinton as a guy. There's a zilch chance this person is running for president right now. Has no chance. It's less of a chance than Joe Biden. I mean, mm -hmm. have, she's not. Joe Biden is at least an interesting character where he, you know, yes, he, he, he makes gaffes all the time. But people like him enough to say, you know, what, ah, it's Joe being Joe, whatever. I mean, Hillary Clinton doesn't have that. She has her genitals. That's what separates her from every from Dick Durbin. Is there any any light between Dick Durbin and Hillary Clinton other than genitals? It's interesting that you mentioned genitals, and then the first name that comes up is <laughs> that was unintentional, but I'm happy about interesting. it. Triple eight seven two seven back. Speaking of uh, genitals, uh, did you see the uh, the interview that Robert Downey Jr. did? Um, very Dick Durbin like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was not pleasant during that uh, interview. Well, I, it was, was it justified though? I got the I sense it was sort of I justified. Don't know so. there was. I don't well, think you watch so. and see. Okay. Have, you, have you watched it? Have you seen I've, it? I've only read the stories about it. Okay. I've not okay. seen it yet. Watch, uh, watch how this thing unfolds. He asked him, a, I think, a legitimate question. I think so too. About the night when he said, "You can't go from two thousand dollar a night." Uh, hotel rooms with caviar and whatever uh, to a penitentiary and then come out of that and understand what happened and be liberal. Okay, so the guy is questioning him about that. What about the comments you made about you're now conservative and sure don't seem like it. You're campaigning for Obama. But he didn't say that. But I mean, I'm sure that was part of the equation in in like, what went into asking the question. Like, I definitely want an answer to this question. I would. I would think it would be fascinating to see him really dive down deep into yeah. this. He didn't like it. He did not. Yeah, not like it. Here, here's the uh, little piece of it. 
I'd really like to ask you about a quote you gave to the New York Times. Um, and I don't want to pry, so if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But what you said to Sorry, the New York Times once Look at was... That, right? To his people. It was, about, it was after your incarceration, and you said you can't go from a $2,000 a night hotel suite to a penitentiary and understand it and come out a liberal. And I just wondered what you meant by that. Well, the funny thing is, and, and I appreciate your, your point of view... He didn't give a point of view. That Stop you for said a second. Five, seven, right. Stop for a second. Things you said. Right, right there, he's trying to he's trying to pin it on him. Like, I appreciate your point of view. Well, he, he doesn't have a point of view. He That's asked what, you a that question. That was what you said. Yeah. He injected nothing into it other than what did you mean? Right. I guess I'm maybe asking you a question. He's sensing like he's trying to get him to say he's conservative or he is, he's, and he doesn't want to and say he doesn't that. Want to say that, and he doesn't. He certainly is. And he so, certainly is. Right here, he turns into. Yeah. He watched this point of view things that you said five seven years ago or things you said in an interview that made sense to you at the time i could pick that i could pick that apart for two hours and no be clo be no closer to the truth than i'd be giving you some half-assed answer right now what um what the hell does that i, mean? I couldn't even really tell you what a liberal what? is so oh, shut up oh, therein please. lies the answer to well, your question the, the statement sort of stands oh, by itself doesn't it i mean d yeah. does that mean because he wants to not want to talk about it. or that you came out of prison not being a liberal. Um, He's already are we promoting a movie? Here's what happened. Here's what happened to Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah. He, he made a statement that he is now conservative-ish. Sort of. He said, he said, yeah. not he said you can't come out yeah. liberal. He got hammered by his friends. He probably lost a few gigs. He, uh, he went to parties, and they didn't treat him the same. And he changed his mind. He wussed out, and he doesn't want to talk about it. That's exactly what happened to that guy. Interesting. He's, he's a coward now, and he won't say, wow. all right, I'm standing by what I said. Especially after I, the Iron Man success. Yeah, I mean, you could tell Hollywood to go yeah. bite oh, yeah. it. He could, but he's not going to because he's not... He's, he doesn't have the spine to stand up to anybody. That's what happened to him, and that's why he's doing this. I see. Maybe you're right. I, I mean, I think, to, to, from my bad. perspective, he was... Here, he's going into an interview where he's told he's going to promote this movie. Yeah, it's a commercial. And he's getting a Barbara Walters sit-down, which is not what he signed up for. Well, he's trying to do a commercial. Well, he, he goes there. To you know, that's news. part of the territory. Yes. Yeah, Deal but, with it. We, we have that all the time. All the time. Every oh, yeah. single interview Glenn goes into or any of us go <laughs> yeah. into, it's the same yeah. agenda they're trying to get but us. But remember, we are not, we are used to it. You're Robert Downey Jr. You never. You're a. You're a Hollywood guy. Part you don't get questions like this. Yeah, you should. And, and he, you, yeah, you should, should. But the media doesn't do what they should. So no, because I'm they, saying that the he, interviews set up with him are we're going to be talking about the movie, yeah. and you're going to have uh, these are the questions. Here's the bullet points, and here's ten questions that you can ask. But they clearly didn't say don't talk about anything else because. He didn't go there, and he would have. Yeah. He would have. Well, I mean, here, my belief is, and I could be wrong, I don't know Robert Downey Jr., obviously. Uh, I barely even get into his, they barely allow me into movies these days. <laughs> um, I can barely pay the ticket price. Uh, because it's like, I would $800 now to go see a movie? Yeah. Roughly. It depends on the theater, but if you go to yeah. the nice ones, it's $850. Um, but, you know, Robert Downey Jr., if he wants to delve into deeply his character and political beliefs, does not want to do it on Channel 4 News. He wants to yeah. do it with Barbara Walters in the most interesting person in the world special or something similar to that. And so well, he comes into this with, like, I want to do a fluff interview about a guy in a giant metal suit yeah. killing uh, evil people. And, and he gets sucked uh, I'm into I'm sure this. that's true. It's probably part of it, but he's, And he's not I, used to I, it. Man up. Uh, man up. Here, here he is. Do we have more not of this? Because this gets there's really more. good. Yeah. I, I enjoy there, this. There's more. 
I'm certainly not going to backpedal on anything I've said. You already but did. But I, would, I wouldn't say, actually, I wouldn't say I'm a Republican or a liberal or a Democrat. I think when I was talking to the person who was doing the interview that day, and, um, and that just happened to be my opinion. What? Oh, that's the nice thing is you can have opinions and they kind of change and flow. The reason I'm asking about the past Shut is that you, oh my God. you've talked in other interviews again about um, your relationship with your father and the role of all of that in uh, you know, the dark <laughs> kids. He's, he's pissed right here. He's he's I lost a lot of respect for him. Right oh, me and too. I just wondered whether you, know, you, you, you think you're free of all of that. Or whether that's still something. I'm sorry, I, I really don't. Uh, uh, what are we doing? Uh, uh, well, I'm just asking questions. That's all. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Bye. Thank you, guys. Oh, we can. You... Oh, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you're right. Here you go, Steve. Thank you. Do you? You see? Okay, it's just getting a little Diane Sawyer in your. No, no, no. Look, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's got a little well, Diane okay. Sawyerish. Yeah, uh, I, I think. I... You know, I, uh, I like pissed. him. Maybe I, yes, that's, I, I like him a lot less now. Middle, that's, the part that's of that, though, before bad. he started to get really, really pissed, is he uh, says, asks how much time he has. You have as much time as everybody else, mm -hmm. and he finds out that he has like three or four minutes left. And when he walks out, that was only like two more minutes. No, that was about thirty. Not seconds even. Later. Not even that. Oh, it's not time. And, it's not time, obviously. And he and he put on the uh, oh, your foot's starting to tap. You better get to that question. He starts to intimidate. Tries mm -hmm. to intimidate the interviewer. This, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think. Robert. Look, he's he's pissed, and it's unjustified because he mm -hmm. should be able to handle these questions. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he probably was told the exact reverse was happening, and he's seeing a guy who's a, a local reporter. Try, he feels trying to make a name for himself with some big well, question uh, that he doesn't want to answer. And this and, guy did, in fact. He's the guy that uh, uh, interviewed uh, Quentin Tarantino when Tarantino told got mad and, and uh, shouted at him, told him, "I'm I'm getting your butt off." I won't answer you about the violence in his movies and whether he's good or bad that, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same interview. So maybe he knew going in that this guy was he didn't like him. I, you know, right. I, I don't know. I didn't find it to be horrific, but I can see what you're what you're saying there. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, you got to be able to handle I liked that stuff. Him. I, that, that I know. Lost a lot of respect for him there. You got to be able to handle that. Yeah, you uh, do. You know, this happens to people all the time, and you know, you need to be able to just, you know, they, this happens to politicians. This is why. Uh, you go through these, this process of, uh, of yeah. primaries, and you, you see if Marco Rubio's answer asked a question, does he act like that? Because if he does, he's not going to be president. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, because people will do exactly what you did, Pat. You're going to, you're going to want to this guy, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Answer the stupid question. Yeah. Because we're all used to it. But I think people in Hollywood aren't. They're I'll not say used this, to getting though. tough questions. That looks great. He does look sexy. Uh, I will say he it. looks great. Sexy. He's what, 52, 54? <laughs> yeah, something like that. 52, More Pat and Stu coming up. He looks good. You too, Jeffy. You look good. And you it know. is better to look well, good than to feel good. Man, that's what happens to you when you're in, you know, the grocery business. Eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, Dana Perino uh, was on Hugh Hewitt's show. Uh, oh, thought it was Lars Larson. No, no, it was not Lars Larson. It Mike Michaelson. No, it was not Mike Michaelson. No, Dave Davidson. 
No? I'm pretty sure. He's got I, a great show, though. He does. Ever heard Dave, Dave Davidson? Dave Davidson. He's good. He's oh, good. Man. He's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, he, Steve Stevenson's pretty pretty decent, too. He's coming on strong. He's got like 100 yeah. affiliates now. Really? Steve yeah. Stevenson? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's more than I thought. Uh, that is a lot more than I thought. Jacob Jacobson's pretty good. He's uh, He doesn't have the affiliates, of course, but he's, he's solid. <laughs> is that a requirement <laughs> uh, for being a host? You have to have yeah, the you have name. Have have I, I think that's a, a good... Uh, what was it, John St. John? Wasn't that a big radio <laughs> yeah, name back in the day? Huge. Now, Hugh Hewitt, I assume, is his actual name. But, I think it is. Uh, but John St. John, well, I think but even there's Glenn Hugh Hewitt and Lars Larson, and so you got these guys, and so we go into this routine <laughs> every time. Because <laughs> Hugh Hewitt and Lars Larson are the two real ones. All the other ones I don't think are real. Uh, anyway, real, wasn't John St. John one of Glenn's radio names? Like might have been. Like 10. Yeah, might have been. Radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so here is uh, Dana Perino, uh, of course, former Bush spokesperson, talking about uh, Harry Reid and how awful he is. There's just Harry Reid. He can't give a compliment, can he, Dana Perino? He's an absolutely poisonous figure in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Been a disaster for the country. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I think a lot of the dysfunction in Washington in Washington can be traced directly to his doorstep. I think it is very good for the country, for the world, and especially for the Democrats that Harry Reid is retiring. Uh, I've never seen anything so abhorrent in my life as Harry Reid. Um, and it is, he is an equal opportunity basher, right? He goes after everybody. And I think it has been so frankly disgusting. And I'm a pretty level-headed person, but that, that, person, Harry Reid, I think, has been the most destructive entity in Washington when it comes to civility, She's, by far. She feels about Harry Reid like I feel about Harry Reid. That's about as far as she'll ever go, too. That, like, that's that's not... the farthest I've ever heard her go. <laughs> yeah. he, he, she, what did she say? The, he is the most abhorrent thing I've ever seen? <laughs> That's a pretty good statement. Yeah. From Dana Perino, uh, I agree. Yeah. And I like, you know, like Dana Perino. She's like been her. on the show. She's great. Good. Um, wow. And, uh, and also, she makes a great point, and she's obviously right. But I wonder how much of the percentage of the this clip being on her show is just so we can show Harry Reid in this as the douche Hall of Fame grand, grand nozzle. I mean, I just think probably honestly, we just wanted it, more use still. of this picture than anything else. Well, but it's a good clip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. Look it's interesting. I mean, look at that. I mean, Dana might go farther if she was aware. I mean, we need to give her an update that Harry has become the grand nozzle. Not only is he the douche all of fame. I mean, it would be great if she's just like, you know, he's, he's been terrible for Washington, the Democratic Party. He's the grand nozzle, the douche hall of fame. He's, he just, just works <laughs> as in you it. Know, yeah. As you know, when you watch Pat and Stu, he's the grand nozzle of the douche hall of fame. Uh, <laughs> be great. She also said something really heartbreaking about Bush. Uh, she was telling a story about when McCain and Palin had, I don't know, some campaign event. And uh, Bush was waiting to hear if they wanted him to be a part of it. And he, they were waiting and waiting and waiting. The call never came. They ignored it. He knew. I mean, he knew that they knew. He knew they knew. He knew. Everybody knew that he was supposed to be a part of it. It's the president of the, the sitting president. You don't want him to be a part of your campaign. So... Apparently, he said, he asked Dana, because as they were waiting for the call, uh, do you think they know they're insulting me right now? And she said, she paused and looked him in the eye and said, yes, Mr. President, I think they do. Uh, it's kind of a heartbreaking, right. you know, I'm not a huge W fan, but that's really sad. That's really sad. Oh, and she said, yeah. you know, she 
at that point couldn't care less about their campaign and what happened to it uh, because she felt so close to him and, you know, she felt such empathy for him and how, you know, here he is, the sitting president of the United States, not wanted. They don't want him to be a part of it. They're openly disrespecting him. It's, a, it's sad. Yeah, I mean, you understand it to some degree. He had a 30% approval rating at the time, yeah. so I understand why, but still, it was... It, have the guts have to the call guts. him and say, look, look Mr. President... We yeah, love you, but... We love you, but come, we can't, we just, can't yeah, have I don't think it's it. good. I mean, yeah. Yeah, honestly, even if you had him running around and doing fundraisers behind the scenes, you know what I mean? I, I, certainly there's use for the sitting president of the United States, but yeah. I, that's not what he wanted, I'm sure. He so, wanted to be embraced a little bit. Instead of being a part of that, he did some... I don't know, videotape for some other cause that had nothing to do with the campaign. And I guess it was really, really painful time. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And you know that, by the way, that's happening with Obama all the time. I mean, it's happened in race after race after race. Whether it will happen in the Clinton, uh, if she winds up running, I don't know. But, I mean, it's happened in Senate races. It's happened in governor races. Yeah. It's happened in co- congressional races. Nobody wants this guy. Yeah. I mean, I remember what was I don't it feel like? as bad about that. Really? Yeah. You don't find that heartbreaking? <laughs> no. But it's no. the same situation. It's a sitting president, no. as you said. It's kind of gratifying, frankly. Gratifying? In this but particular you, situation. I don't understand what's the difference. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure weird. exactly. Yeah, well, you could bet Obama understands it. You know, you saw there where W was like, do they know they're insulting me? Yeah. You know, Obama is walking around pissed. And Obama's like, uh, can you send a hit squad to kill yeah, these people? we'll take them out. We'll find a way to get back at them. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be what he's doing, but yeah, he'd probably like to. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I was thinking about this the other day, and again, I'm talking only in media sense here. I'm not talking reality, because I like Sarah Palin, and, you know, there's a lot to like about Sarah Palin. But think of the media view of Sarah Palin, that she's essentially the dumbest person that's ever walked the face of the earth. That's what they basically think about her, which is completely unfair, as we've covered a million times on the right. show. But think about it from the perspective of the person who brought her into the lexicon of, of, of America is the guy who was supposedly the most moderate and acceptable to the media. Mm-hmm. You know, in theory, shouldn't he? He never gets blamed for this. And again, I don't. I, it's the only reason I voted for him. So, uh, you know, I, right. you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on the page of a liking Sarah Palin. But in the media sense, they treat John McCain as the guy who's he's the only guy. He's the serious Republican. He's the guy who actually, uh, you know, understands and he'll he, he'll embrace every one of our causes. So we like him. And he's the one you do realize that he's the one that picked Sarah Palin to be the vice president, the person you hate more than anything, any poison on earth. It is kind of amazing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, this this is their gig. Yep. Right? Yes. And uh, this is the way they think about it. Obviously, not, not the way we think about it. Um, Chris Matthews is one of those people, and uh, he uh, was talking about uh, the Democratic Party uh, and the way they're trying to, uh, as they approach the election, are they standing together? Watch. And the Democratic Party is not unified right now. It's coming apart. You can see it. It's devolving. And so everybody, it's every man for himself, every politician for themselves right now. And that's what's going on. Every issue that comes up now, they're not looking at the leadership in the White House. They're thinking, how do they save their butts politically? And Hillary's, you know, thinking about, uh, does she want to make enemies of organized labor? Probably no. Every man, these days, every man and woman for themselves. But I'll say this, a a little comment, Thomas. The Democratic Party, if you care about the party, does well when it's more than the sum of its parts. Under the Clintons, under the Kennedy administration, it was always for something bigger than just a bunch of interest groups. And the minute it becomes just interest groups, it gets about 44% and loses the next general election. Mm. It has to be for something commanding, Mm. something national, something unifying, something, okay, inspiring. 
It can't just be uh, protect your rear end. And uh, unfortunately, that's what it's beginning to look like lately as the president fades, you know, the president's fading into his uh, later part of his second term, and they're just doing everything for themselves. It yeah. makes sense politically. It's not, it's not nice to look at, though. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Some honest commentary there from uh, Chris Matthews for a change. And uh, I think he's probably right. The, uh, it's worse than they're not unified. It's that they have no one who can win, including Hillary. She can't win. And, and when people start listening to her, uh, her likability and favorability rating is going to tank even more than it already has. More Pat and Stu coming up. Good. Exactly. It's great. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Chris. Thank goodness CNN is on top of this climate change thing. As the president said, and I, I think we all agree, there's no time for denial anymore. You can't, we can't do it. it. There's no time not to act. We must act. Not to act is to act. Uh, not to speak is to speak. Not to pollute is to po pollute. Wait. Can it? Forget that last one. <laughs> but what I'm saying here is CNN is on it. And they're doing a uh, John D. Sutter, who is a columnist at CNN, is uh, covering global warming the rest of the year in a new series called Two, Two Degrees. Degrees. Here's a look at it. Two degrees Celsius. It's probably the most important number you've never heard of. Environmental <laughs> policy experts say that temperature, 2 degrees Celsius, or 3.6 Fahrenheit, may be the edge of the cliff for climate change. If global average temperatures were more yeah. than that, will greatly up the odds of new and worsening climate catastrophes. Yep. Stay below that mark, and, and we may be able to avoid some of the worst aspects of global they warming. They won't commit to that. Super droughts, mass extinctions, and extreme sea level rise, extreme. which will hit coastal cities. When we burn gas in our cars or coal in our power plants, uh -huh. we're adding carbon to the atmosphere right. and warming the planet. True. Scientists no. say the Earth's surface temperature has warmed 0 0.85 degrees <gasps> Celsius since 1880. Oh, my God. <laughs> If we want to slow climate change, we're going to have to cut back and fast. If we don't, the world could hit 2 degrees Celsius in just a few decades. In, this in simple just how little long? number two raises a bunch of huge and complex questions. Okay. What exactly happens Ew. if we cross that threshold? Uh, we're, even get close. we're all dead. And how can we prevent that from happening? We can't. Many experts say it's still possible for us to stop short of 2 degrees, to stay back from the cliff. Is it? But it's going to take a global Many effort. Many experts say that. Yeah, many experts say awesome. no matter what we do, it's still going to happen. Then yeah. oh, it's too late. It's way too late. That's what many experts say. If if their science is right, like the Al Gore view is right, there's absolutely no way we're stopping that. No, no, no it's way. true. I mean, you're talking about taking away the thing that keeps billions of people alive, and I'm not even talking about here because obviously here could we put in lots of solar plants? Certainly, we could with nuclear. 
uh, in many ways and, and, and lower our, uh, you know, carbon footprint and everything. And, uh, you know, it would cost more and we would lose a lot of jobs and it would hurt a lot of people. But as a country, you could probably absorb that. Do you think China can do that? You think, uh, you, think uh, you know, India can do that? Uh, you think, you know, Pakistan can do that? No, they need freaking energy so they can turn on lights. I, I don't even understand how that's supposed to scare anybody. Okay, uh, two degrees Celsius is the cutoff point, according to them. 3.6 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. It's, it's gone up not even one degree wow. in 135 years. It's gone up 0.85 degrees yeah. Celsius. Deny that. Yeah. In 135 years. And there's a wide margin of error on that Huge, number. Huge, because we didn't <laughs> have accurate stats in 1880. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And uh, even today. We don't a, have accurate stats today. They don't have an accurate global temperature. No, I mean, they don't. They, they're, they're doing what they can. And I'm not criticizing their efforts. It's very difficult to do. But they're trying to come up with it. And, you know, right. But the way satellites work, even even the advanced satellites, which have only been around since the 19, late 70s. And we uh, know they manipulate this stuff as much as they can. No, we know that, too. You know, they put it near asphalt. They, sometimes they put it in the sun. Sometimes uh, the... I mean, it's it's insanity what's going on. <laughs> two degrees, the most important number you've never heard of. Yeah, I've never heard of every two broadcast. I, I have heard yeah. it a million times. Every time they talk about global warming, we hear that stupid so number. You've never heard the number two. You've never heard the word Celsius. Back. It's Pat and Stu. Something uh, we didn't get to from last hour that I, I, I'm kind of curious about, and that's the USDA-funded rap song. USDA spent almost a million dollars on a project to keep, te uh, teach kids meta-thinking about water. Yeah, people don't realize that about 80% uh, of rap is funded by the FDA. <laughs> I, did, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Jay-Z, um, yeah. he actually came from alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Did he? Um, and, then, uh, and then I think it was Coolio was almost entirely uh, funded by the Department of Agriculture. <laughs> I don't think that's true, Stu. I don't think that's true. I mean, I hate to contradict you. Did you watch the B, uh, VH1 behind the music? On those I did guys? not. No, I didn't. So <laughs> I, I don't have that uh, access to that video information. Like, this video is <laughs> funded, funded by I. the Department of Agriculture. <laughs> really? All right, Gangsta's well, Paradise came from the Department <laughs> of Agriculture? Let's uh, check out Think Water. It's a project to build water curricula based uh, on meta-thinking or getting kids to think about how they think. Getting kids to think about how they think about water. What? Here it is. The youth are invisible. We talk to them, not with them. It's pitiful. Yeah, we see them, we hear them. That's minimal. What's on their mind? Find out it's critical. Because really, how are they thinking really in general? Yeah. General. Stupid. General. Shut up. Hard to deal with these thoughts. I'm stupid. I'm worthless. I feel like I'm lost. What's that right. all about? Yeah, these feelings of doubt. My whole life, people tried to count me out, so count me out. Of schools that get rewards based on a test score. What's important gets ignored. Count me out. Of teaching Wait, a subject and count not a out. human. What kind of curriculum are they using? Count me yeah. out. 
We can do no wrong. Another pat on the back, then we just move on. Count me out. If all they do is inform me, they might as well be thinking for me. So yeah, count me out. Up the silence, I can hear the sirens. Where is all the guidance? Yeah, count me out. But now I chose a new route. <laughs> it's all right. On second thought, don't count me out. Really powerful. Wow. Count me into this. As a puzzle piece, alone I can't see the picture, but picture was coming together in sync. Man, let's really start to think. Here we all rise or all sink. So count me into this. But man, let's really think about the way the water stink. Count me out. Count me out. Think Yo, they, oh, think what they could have done. With wait, water. now, wait, what the hell did that have to do with water? I don't know. It wasn't even mentioned. Uh, I don't know. If anything, uh, it seemed like it was an anti-Common Core video. Yeah. They're talking about how they yeah. don't want to take tests in school and all this stuff. What the hell was that? <laughs> and then, again, I will I remind know. you that your entire life you will work for a salary in which, <laughs> at the end, you will have paid for maybe five to ten percent of that video. Don't bring me down, Stu. Think, just think about that. Uh, Count me out is how the way I would like to say. Um, by the way, I was doing um, this whole. I thought this was going to be about water, so there would be, uh, you know, you could do this drink because they always want you to drink more water. But I don't think that has anything to do that with water. Doesn't sound like it. Seriously, I, there. Wow. Uh, maybe we didn't watch the whole thing. Maybe they turned it around to you. And on the reason I don't want to take tests is because I want to drink more water. <laughs> I, I don't know how that even comes around to water. I, I think there. Uh, I, I'm. Is it a water con conservation thing? Is that what? Because yeah. Uh, I thought it was more like drinking a, more water. No, it's water conservation. I think it's so water. Meta-thinking. What, what is meta-thinking? Like, look that? at the big picture, uh, essentially. Uh, like when they talk about a meta-study, you're yeah. not looking about just one group of people. You're looking at all mm -hmm. the studies that have ever been conducted on that topic, and then you're analyzing it that I way. I hate this uber-meta, uber-macro-micro uber meta. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear that <laughs> we small. not just say big picture anymore? <laughs> That it's all, so all those words stupid, are man. in the same category. They are. It's like they are. I, I would like to make a big picture observation, but if I say big picture, I sound boring. Right. So I, I want to make an Uber meta. picture. This is an <laughs> Uber problem. You yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, can I uh, uh, add on here? Um, this weekend on the season finale of the Wonderful World of Stew, I will be oh. drinking uh, some of the most dangerous chemicals in the world. Uh, uh, poisons. Oh, no. um, I'll be drinking some Roundup. Oh no! I'll be drinking some uh, some aspartame, which of course we know is, is the worst thing in the world. And also, uh, oh, fracking fluid. Boy! Uh, in one big uh, in that one big cocktail. That sounds really bad. Uh, it's uh, we're calling it the suicide. I hope you uh, survive. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I really do. Wait, you don't. Boy, see... do I want you to survive that Jeffy, and show us good. You have no inflection in good. your voice right now. You uh, realize... What's that? You had no inflection <laughs> in your voice when you were saying that. Huh. It sounded very monotone when you were. Hmm. Um, but one, some part of the research, I did extensive research here as I was looking at this uh, issue of how much Roundup can you consume and not, you know, die. But there's a toxicity on every single chemical, right? Every single uh, liquid or food that you eat, salt has one. You can't have a certain amount of salt or you will die. Trust me, whatever you uh, and take, water. sometimes and we it's know, too much. Right, and we know. Thank, thank you, Jeffy, that was weird. Um, but also water, of course, is there. The, tox the, the lethal toxicity level of water is six liters. Now, obviously, that means six liters, like, it's not like six liters throughout the day because you're mm -hmm. obviously peeing a lot of that out. But if you were to just pound six liters of water, they think you could actually die. I mean, that's like... Well, the, they know you can because well, I mean, Of course, it can happen. But yeah. it, it, it kills, I think, the, the way that they think about it is called the LD50 number, which kills about 50% of the test animals. Uh, and so it's based on weight per, uh, you know, amount of liquid per uh, kilogram. 
Anyway, long story short, uh, if you're, I think it's if you're a 140, 150 pound person, if you were to drink six liters in a row of water, they would say you have a 50 percent chance of death. Now remember, this we, this is on the yeah. on the uh, on the heels of our president uh, and his wife coming out and telling every child they need to drink more water with no idea how much water an individual is actually drinking. So if they're drinking a lot already and you're telling them they need to drink more, this is a, a potentially toxic substance I at these levels. I might be drinking five and a half liters right now. Oh, my gosh. Don't and then go. they tell me to drink more, right. and then they push me right over the lethal limit. Wow. That's, it could be that. Are they not responsible for murder at that point? I, I, seriously. Have they not murdered me? It's not that quite well, that level, but yes, they, are, close, they are guilty too. of murder. It's pretty close. Their argument would be that you or myself are not 140 pounds. That's <laughs> so, a great point. No, so, probably pretty good. I'm 145. Well, like, yeah, so if you look at it that way, a normal 150-pound person, 6 liters, Jeffy, 600 liters, uh, you know. So works. you really are drinking Roundup? Yes, Roundup, Why would fracking you do fluid, Why would you do that? and aspartame. Because you, they're not toxic. People like to say Roundup is not toxic. It is not. It is toxic to plants. Do you are convinced, convinced enough to actually drink I it? I actually am convinced enough. Do you need help now, I will putting say, it together or anything? There's a lot of reading well, I did I'm willing to volunteer for that. What's just, that? Just to help out. Why you do you know, make sure that you have enough and you're safe in doing it. I'm, I'll, I'll be here. You keep Saturday bringing this up. Right, we're trying to on? discuss the show, and you keep trying to inject yourself into it. We don't need your help for me to drink. Are you sure? I, are you sure? I mean, I want to help. I seems want really to interested mm -hmm. in this particular does, show. Yeah. For some, I've never, I don't think I've ever been interested in the show help. before. And now to, to this one, and you're it's, like, it's really interesting that you seem to want to help him drink more Roundup. No, no, right. no I want, I want right? him to be safe. Oh, okay, all right. No, I want right. to be here for his safety. Yeah. Okay. By drinking more Roundup, you think that'd make him safer? Oh, we got to find out the proper levels. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is wow. a good point. So again, uh, don't try this at home. But uh, coming up this weekend. Okay. The, the suicide. And also, I will promote, uh, if we want to talk about Jeffy, <laughs> quite possibly the most disturbing footage ever caught on yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you need to see this thing with uh, Jeffy <laughs> reading from a book, and it's kind of an Earth Day theme uh, for the final episode of the season for, uh, for Wonderful World of Stew. Um, a book we found called Ecosex. How do you have sex in an ecologically friendly way, Pat? Uh, and Jeffy reads in lengthy uh, description of what you're supposed to do in this process and then acts out much of it. Is the, uh, I don't want to get too descriptive of what he's doing, but it's very disturbing. Okay. Very disturbing. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Saturday night, right? Uh, yeah. Saturday night, yeah, 10 p.m. Eastern. All right. Only on the... It's the season Mo finale. Most so of the same if you episode. actually don't make it, it could be, I mean, the show finale. I mean, well, yeah, be I mean a, technically, yes. Yeah, why is that? That's why are you why bringing probably, that up? I probably should be here to help make sure that it you isn't. You really want to be here for it, don't you? You really wants to be here, Stu. That's, oh, that's very I mean, helpful. I, obviously, very you're helpful. welcome to. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't understand why. You don't, we don't need you. It's not part of. We'll, we'll get back to this off the air. <laughs> All right. The uh, State Department spokesperson, uh, Marie Harf, was so outrageous yesterday. I mean, she is. Horrifically bad. I mean, she is. Uh, you think Josh Ernest is bad, the White House spokesman? State Department spokespeople are just pathetic. Uh, State Department, and uh, I think it's Harf is State Department. Saki is Pentagon. Is that how it works? Yeah, Jim Saki? White, White House. House. Wait, wait, White so House I, what? I, no, I think uh, Harf Who? is like the assistant or something. Uh, anyway, um, it was so outrageous yesterday that even Shep Smith, who's you know, he's not a conservative guy, but he was 
indignant over uh, one of her answers and one of her explanations about what she was actually saying uh, to explain the U.S. response to a suspected arms shipment from Iran to the Houthi rebels in Yemen. Check this out. Also today at the State Department, spokesman Marie Harf again tried to explain what she meant yesterday by calling the Theodore Roosevelt discreet. Now that the, um, the, the Pentagon has sent the, um, the discreet Nimitz-class aircraft carrier Theodore Roosevelt... I think Roosevelt. we were using discreet in different ways yesterday, but go ahead. Our transcribers had some questions, questions about the uh, transcript. Questions about the transcript? We have the video from the program yesterday, the discreet movement of 10,000 aircraft. What? Uh, she says she you, you meant have... discreet. She says she meant discreet spelled D-I-S-C-R-E-T-E, -E, meaning a separate issue. But it doesn't make sense when you read that back into the transcript, Shep. Uh, maybe she was talking about the children playing indiscreet. <laughs> <laughs> we now have two things confirmed, thanks to the, the spokespeople. Uh, it was discreet movement, and, and, and the strategy is hope. So I feel much better. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I, I so bizarre. I did not actually realize there were two spellings of that. I didn't either. Uh, I, I've never heard of discreet uh, meaning... Um, uh, I saw, in fact, I, I had to look at it in the story to see what it meant, because yeah. it, I, I've never heard of it. Uh, one of them means separate, and the other means, of course, you know, uh, not raising suspicion or doing Careful, it carefully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what they thought was the meaning, was, the, okay, they're trying not to enrage anybody in the region or whatever. They're doing it discreetly. I... They said they're doing the discreet, D-I-S-C-R-E-T-E, -E, which means individually. And they were told when... When they said that, when Marie Harf was was told, it doesn't even make sense when you read that back into I'd, the I'd transcript. Like to see it in, what are you talking about? I'd like to see it in in context. Actually, maybe we can get the original there and and pull that up. Because honestly, I think I might be on her side on this one. I mean, if she, it, it, because she knows more words than us, right. we're we're allowed to be critical. I, I mean, I, I I mean, I think if she, no, it's just, if it, it fits, doesn't seem reasonable that it, it because she was told it doesn't work in that in that context. So the controversy again, I, I actually didn't know this story. So the controversy was that she said it was discreet, but she was announcing it. So obviously, mm -hmm. how discreet can it be if she's saying it? Was that mm -hmm. the problem with the I, initial? I guess. And then so instead, she's saying no. I'm, I, I don't care if you know about it. It's we were just saying it was the only one in that group. We're sending it separately to that region. I, I mean, mean I, maybe, maybe I got to see the possible. initial. Maybe it is a, 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 the typical cop out, and I don't defend Marie Harf very often. But I mean, it, you know, if she no, just has a better vocabulary a than us, I, mean, I can't kill uh, her on that, doubtful. right? Uh, yeah, it's doubtful. She does not have. It, a uh, yeah, that she might know, seem... know one extra word than we do. Okay, <laughs> that, that could be uh, it as well. Uh, <laughs> can we get the full transcript of that? Can you? Uh, can you? Uh, maybe Jeffy, if you I'm type in spoons right a bunch enough times and see if it comes up. Um, but they, I mean, they're pulling this crap with Yemen on a pretty regular basis. Uh, yesterday, Allison Camerata, who used to be with Fox News and is now with CNN, was also ask, asking uh, a Jen Psaki, who used to be at the Pentagon and now she is the White House communications director. Um, she was asking her how Saudi Arabia could claim the nation has accomplished its military objectives in Yemen. 
Let me just show you what they say in their statement, that where they claim to have achieved their objectives, because I just want to get your thoughts on this. Here's what they put out in this statement, that they believe they have prevented a takeover by the Houthis and that they've protected Yemen, they said, that they've protected their neighboring countries, they've neutralized the Houthi Clearly military, Any of it. they've prevented the flow of weapons, they say, into the rebels, and they've protected Yemen's government. I mean, Jen, just going through these one by one, the the, <laughs> preventing odd. the flow of weapons in. Just yesterday, we were reporting on how the Iranians <laughs> were sending a shipload of possibly weapons <laughs> wow. to that the Houthi close. rebels. How can you be making these claims today? <laughs> well, and we have our own resources in the region uh, for a reason, Allison, as you know. Uh -huh. uh, I'll also say, though, that, look, there's plenty on my plate and the plate of the White House, and we're not going to get into a, a pattern of speaking uh -huh. on behalf of Saudi Arabia. Obviously, the job is not done. There's a remaining instability in the region, in Yemen. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, and we're going to be doubling down and continuing to work on that with our partners around the world. God, it's just, I mean, this Yemen thing is unbelievable, and they, they don't know how to spin it. They don't know what to say about it, uh, and, and they're, they're just trapped. I mean, they said originally that Yemen was the model for how they're fighting terrorism. Yemen just collapsed, <laughs> just just collapsed, and, and the rebels have control of the capital city, the, ca the p palace, the president has fled the country. I mean, it, it's, but, 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 mm -hmm. other than that, other than that, it's worked as like a charm. It's a good model. Like charm. Other model. than good that model. the government doesn't really exist anymore, and the, the, the king or president or whatever the hell he is isn't even in the country. Also, other than that, i, I got to point out, too, Jen Psaki is one of the worst spokespeople I've ever seen. Yeah. She and Marie Harf are probably the two worst. I mean, even worse than a lot of the White House spokespeople we've seen. And yet they just promoted her yeah. from Pentagon to uh, the State Department, to the, the State White Department House, to the White House. Yes. Yeah, she's, she's a communications director, White House communications director. They she's just promoted good. her, and yeah. she's this. This shows you the absolute buffoonery of this administration. Why she, she's terrible? And they're like, yeah, we need her, need her over here in the White House. She's good. I, I, wow. And then I mean, she can't even fend off a question from Allison Camerata, who you know is uh, what, what? What is she? A morning morning person at CNN? I don't know. One of the, I've yeah, never heard I don't either. But uh, they've, they've got some problems at the White House right now. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. Where's the food? Oh, yeah, we didn't do we know yet? Where's the food? Let's say something into existence. Pancakes. Waffles. Where's the pancakes? Natasha. Uh, Triple eight seven two seven back. Pat and Stu. Uh, all right. So more challenging of uh, press secretaries. Uh, yesterday again. Um, I guess this was on Tuesday. Uh, John John Carl pushed Josh Ernest once again. Of course. Uh, John to answer, Carl to answer Hillary's comment the small business creation. I think we played this on radio, but here's a here's a look at uh, at, at the only guy. I, I I marvel at this. The only guy. That's really holding anybody's feet to the fire uh, in Washington. John Carl with uh, Josh Ernest. Do you agree with Hillary Clinton that under President Barack Obama, small business creation has stalled out in the United States? I'm not sure that's a direct quote. I suspect that it's not.
but I would, uh, the president has she, him. She, she used the phrase stalled out. She's small business creation has stalled the out. President, you agree that it is stalled out. The president himself has said many times uh, that there are additional important steps that could be taken by Washington, D.C., uh, where members of Congress no longer serve as, a, uh, as, a, uh, as an impediment to what? forward economic momentum, but actually that they can support it. That's not my question, though. No. I just asked, do you agree that small business creation has stalled out in the United States? Again, I, I didn't see the entirety of her remarks. Forget what she said. Has small business creation stalled yeah. out well, in the United we'll, States? We'll take a look at the statistics and get back to you. Okay. That's unbelievable. Why do they do this? Right. Why does this thing happen every day? Every day. I mean, nothing ever comes of it. It's just John Carl yeah. asking a good question that he avoids, and there's mm -hmm. this game that goes back and forth where he tries to trap him into actually answering it, and he doesn't. Why does this even occur? Why don't we just seriously? We're we're we owe a lot of money. Why don't we just delete this entire thing? Should I mean there, we get nothing out of it anymore? It's worthless. Yeah, if we ever did, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we ever did, but uh, we're certainly not now. I, I, first of all. Oh, I, I don't know that she said that. I didn't hear it. Well, I just told you what she said. Just answer the question. Okay, has it stalled out? But he answers it. He actually does good. Because sometimes, I will say, sometimes people come to you and they say, well, look, uh, Glenn Beck said you're the worst broadcaster in the world. How do you feel about that? I mean, you, and if you answer it, then you're starting a controversy and you don't know if the person, if he actually said that. Yeah, but that. he did have the quote right. She did say it right, stalled out. But he, let's just say, in theory, he doesn't know that the quote is right. But that's a great follow-up, which is, Okay, forget what she said. Has it stalled? Yeah. Because then you have right. him still on record right. agreeing or disagreeing, and he can't even answer that. So the guy who's the spokesperson, the lead douchey guy who lies for the administration, even he can't say uh, that we're having success in small business. Check the stats and get back to you. So it, it'll be interesting to see if John Carl uh, remembers and follows up mm -hmm. you know how long will it take you to uh okay when are you going to do that <laughs> how long will it take you to find those stats and get back to me did you see this poll that the blaze had up uh, which was for, uh, was actually conducted by politico but you can get the story at the blaze uh gathered the thoughts of 69 journalists who cover the white house uh asked reporters a wide range of uh, questions about their uh beat 51 percent said obama dislikes the press only 14 percent said that was false so 51 to 14 they said he dislikes the press. Michelle Obama, same thing, basically, 50 to 13, that she dislikes the press. 25 reporters said Obama has become less open in his second term. Mm. 34 uh, said things remained about the same, and 8 said the president has become more open. 65% of correspondents who have covered multiple presidential administrations rated Obama as the least press-friendly. Now, remember, they destroyed Bush over this. He would never say anything to the press. He would never admit a mistake. He would never do anything. They say 65% uh, say he's worse. Only 3% rated his administration as the most press-friendly. 65 to 3. 31% uh, of the surveyed correspondents said the news coverage of Obama has been more lenient compared to last president, uh, past presidents. 58% said it was the same. 11% thought it was more harsh. And you say, okay, well, only 31% thought it's been more lenient. These are the people doing it. <laughs> Like, it's like saying, like, uh, you know, uh, you go to a restaurant and you say, uh, look, has your food become better or worse? And 31% of the employees say it's worse. Like, I, this is the, these are supposed to be people working for, you know, this is their gig. And they're even saying, they're identifying what conservatives uh, uh, see in the media. And just take out the people who say it's stayed about the same for a second. 31 to 11 say it's been worse has been more lenient as opposed to more harsh. 
This is these are the these are the most inside the beltway people, and even they see it as being more more lenient. This Probably is not, not a conservative ideal. imagination. I yeah. think we can finally say that that's concrete at this point. I would say so. Yeah. Um, also, uh, you know, here we are, just a, a week removed from uh, or so from from tax day. Um, and there's a new report out that the IRS deliberately cut its own customer service budget. They they estimated it would only answer 17 million of the 49 million calls received during filing season. What? Taxpayers lucky enough to have the IRS answer their calls waited an average of 34.4 minutes for assistance. Who has the time to do that? I mean, maybe if you're doing other things, you could put it on speaker and just listen for yeah. somebody to maybe miraculously come and answer maybe your you call. Nothing going on in your life, like Jeffy. Maybe, maybe you could you could right. say, "I'm going to take that much right. time." I am not taking that much time for the IRS. No, <laughs> no, I didn't think. It so. nearly doubled the wait time from last year, which was 18.7. Now it's 34.4 this year. Uh, Commissioner John Koskinen has blamed the IRS's abysmal customer service on congressional budget cuts. Um, while congressional funding for the IRS remained flat, the IRS itself diverted $134 million away from customer service to other activities. Mm. So it, it, they, they can't blame uh, Congress for this. Um, he's going to appear before the House Ways and Means Committee and, uh, and you know, just BS them, I'm sure, stonewall them right. again, they, I'm they sure. Cut the budget for customer service by 76%. That's a lot. That's a lot. That seems like a lot to me. Yeah, seems. Uh, you can't have good customer service when you're doing that. And that's really the problem with. Nor Ture do you care about it with Ture. I mean, look, Ture wants to pay his taxes. He's he does. Not, he just can't. He's they on a left wing don't news have enough network that constantly accuses others of not paying their taxes, like Mitt Romney. Yeah. Um, you know, but he wants to pay his taxes. He, he owes fifty nine thousand dollars to the IRS, as do three other MSNBC hosts. But, but I would say just the three. But it's probably yeah, it's more. Four, it's four total that we know yeah. of so far. Right. Um, but, um, Melissa Harris Perry, uh, owes seventy grand. grand. Sharpton, um, Joanne Sh Reed, forty nine hundred and forty eight dollars. And Sharpton only owes four and a half million. Four and a half. Million. All these people go on TV and Jeez. accuse you of not being patriotic for wanting to pay more taxes. Right. And yet here they, they are. They don't own. even pay their own taxes. It must be the customer service of the IRS. That, thank you for. If we could only give them a couple it. hundred billion more dollars, they could take Toure's phone calls and explain why he owes fifty nine thousand dollars. Do you owe fifty nine thousand dollars to the IRS? No, they Jeffy, owe me uh, some money right now. Actually, wait, hold on. Let me stop. I was going to say Jeffy. No, don't. No, but that's not a not a good idea. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Let's move on. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back is a phone number. Back with more in a second. I mean, I was just gonna say you probably owe more. Well, if you, if you ever made fifty nine thousand dollars, you can buy a lifetime. Right? But, uh, Jeffy hasn't paid taxes since the Sixteenth Amendment, which he was around. We may have made history. It looks like Marie Harf was, I, I can't even say it. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me take it from you here, because you haven't actually heard the transcript. I don't want okay. you to step out of line and say something you're going to feel bad about later. <laughs> All right. I think, after hearing the transcript of the initial controversial remarks of her saying discreet, I believe she is actually correct and was using the word that I'd never heard of, 
the discrete that means individual and the not the discrete that means uh, secretive or careful. All right, let's uh, let's listen to the. Uh, you have the transcript. Ms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have said that from this podium, my colleagues at the White House and the Defense Department and others have said it. I think there was a lot of misreporting. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of cable tickers today, ships going there ships. to intercept Iranian ships. Ships. That is blatantly untrue. So this discrete movement of the U.S. assets is for a discrete purpose. Are there all these other ways we have of making clear to the Iranians what they should and shouldn't do? Absolutely. So take, think, now think about it with the word an individual instead of in, in, or, or the specific or individual in, in, dis, in, in, in replacing uh, discrete. She'd be saying this, uh, it's, there's not a bunch of ships going over there. That This individual ship is going for this individual purpose. I think she's actually telling the she truth. She might be telling the truth. Because it doesn't really make sense the first. other way. Yeah, it, I mean, she this, might be. This, these secret ships are going over for the secret, this purpose, secret purpose? Right. That doesn't make any sense for her to say. No. I think she's actually telling the truth. Might be. This is an incredible day. <laughs> think <laughs> about what's happened today. Glenn's all pro pot all of a sudden. Now mm -hmm. we're giving Marie Harf credit. The whole world upside down. Mm -hmm. Dogs and cats sleeping together. That's true. Uh, yeah, well, uh, they're kind of a Ghostbusters <laughs> reference. Yeah, triple eight seven two seven back. Uh, I guess um, Mental Floss has come up with some Google autocomplete re uh, results for how much does blank cost. <laughs> I love these because uh, they're kind of fun, and we found out it's not necessarily the things people are searching for, right? It's just they come up with an algorithm of what you might say next. Right. Is that how that works? Yes. Um, so these maps come from uh, Fixer.com, who use Google's autocomplete results to determine what people are trying to buy in other countries. Uh, if you're confused by Russia, a MiG, M-I-G, refers to a MiG-29 jet fighter. Yes. So people, people in Russia trying to buy a MiG? Yeah. <laughs> now, people in yeah, Africa it's... seemingly were trying to buy a cow a big, or a goat. Um, some people gas or petrol, um, uh, a camel, uh, slaves this is an interesting purchase. Uh, how much does a slave cost? What and country where, where is that? Where is the slave? Uh, that's, upper... the that's the first question you need to ask. After how much does a slave cost? What country? Yeah, because mm, this is different uh, in pricing, isn't there? Slaves. Oh, okay. In Africa, oh, you know, that's probably a. Is that a, you know, Islamic slave thing? I guess. Is that, is yeah, that what that is? I don't know. Um, safari, and... uh, bread. Wow. House, a lot of building a Look house. Look at that. All through Africa, food, food, food. That's amazing. Right. Cows. People want to buy cows in India. Except for, what is that? Is it the Ivory Coast wants laptops? That's <laughs> an odd... Uh, yeah. Is that, I don't know my African geography. Uh, and then there's, there's one of the... Uh, how much does uh, build a house cost? Um, there's beer... In one of the European countries? Uh, no, is that what, is, what country is that sticking out there uh, with beer? I'm not sure. Uh, then you got camel, you got car, kidney. People looking for a kidney. Uh, weddings. <laughs> kidney. That's kind of interesting. Uh, beer in a couple different places. How much does it cost to ride a camel uh, in Africa? Diamonds. I forget land. how much it cost me in Israel. Uh, so looking, okay, so I'm, I have the map up. So Ivory Coast is not included, possibly because of all the mild violence that's going on there, uh, and, and maybe some Ebola. Ghana is the laptop country. Ghana? Ghana. Okay. Uh, food in Togo, which is next door. 
Um, and then out in the islands there is uh, Cape Verde. Is, is the ones that are interested in beer, that island. Okay. Um, I like the people who are like to ride a camel. They don't want to buy it. They just want to, hey, look, yeah. we're looking to yeah. race. We want like zip camel. I can tell them because we did that. Yeah, it's I'm trying to remember how five much bucks, it costs. Right? Five or ten I bucks. Look at how much it costs in Israel. Yeah. Yeah. I think in American it was uh, five or ten bucks. Do you have any other maps here or is it just uh, Africa? Mm. Oh, here we go. Super Camels more. are mean too. Man. Beer, yeah, people, uh, people down in South America like in the beer. Uh, also, prostitute, big thing in Brazil. <laughs> big thing in Brazil. Big thing in Brazil. And I, well, that's that kind of goes with the sex tourism industry, which I believe Brazil is a uh, a big uh, uh, component of the mm -hmm. travel there. Jeffy, can you chime in on that one? Can't wait for the Olympics. <laughs> okay, uh, to fly a MiG, uh, that is of course in Russia, which of course I know from Top Gun. Because uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that's everyone knows what a MiG is because of Top Gun. That's that's my belief. Electronics in China, you got a cow uh, down in India there. Um, you want to get married in Pakistan, apparently. Uh, camel in uh, Afga Afghanistan. Uh, what's Zanzibar? Do we have Zanzibar? Uh, kidney, uh, which is weird. That's Iran. So watermelon for Japan, which is interesting. How much? I mean, really? Is that your uh, a watermelon? You want one that bad that you're yeah. googling well, how actually, much it costs? Yeah, they're making the they're making uh, the square watermelons now, right? I don't the know. Smaller refrigerators, yeah. Are they? Think of that. It's kind of cool weird. Is that? Uh, I don't know. How cool is it? Pretty cool. Is it? Uh, Vietnam, right. by the way, is the prostitute uh, one there. Uh, and uh, you got Vietnam right next to uh, Thailand, uh, right, right near Thailand at least. Um, and uh, it's, it, can you be any more stereotypical? Uh, you have that. Mm. And what was the other one? Uh, uh, I mean, what's, you know, it seems like that there's a, uh, oh, Brazil. It's, a, it's an interesting uh, sort of, maybe these things are actually true. Sometimes stereotypes are true. It would seem. So why, it would seem. Why, uh, yeah. people say, why people are you looking say, at me when you say that? I'm just saying overweight people from America that do sex tourism usually go to those countries. Like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's kind of what I was saying. I, it was a, what's IVF? Do we know? I, in vitro for, oh, in vitro fertilization. Oh, yeah. oh okay. okay. There you go. Uh, See, that's some, yeah. just somebody trying to get pregnant. And, and by the way, it's that's funny. They want the exact. Expensive. They want the exact opposite, <clears throat> right off the coast, with a vasectomy in New Zealand. <laughs> that's a great map. <laughs> also, from how stuff works, uh, ten rules of gym etiquette. People are constantly ignoring. Uh, and this really has oh. uh, it hacks me up because oh. I I, can't I do so oh. much working out at the gym. Yeah. It's about time somebody does something and, about this stuff. And here's the, the thing: Stay when up. I go to the gym. Like me, like on a daily, I, I don't want to mess around there. I'm no. there to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, look. I'm there to build up my abs even more incredibly impeccable than they already are. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm there to build up my, my biceps mm -hmm. and triceps. Oh, yeah. And, and quads mm -hmm. and uh, pecs. Well, here's the thing. It's like a uh, lot of people would say, I don't care about this list. Mm -hmm. And the reason you don't care is because you're probably only at the you're gym two or three hours yeah, a day. Right. Where we're there 12, 15 hours a day. These things get mm -hmm. on your nerves. They do. Uh, they you know, when you're just, you know, when Amen. you're ripped like us, this stuff is, is right. it's a little bit more irritating. Hey, look, we're not there to pick up chicks. We all have wives. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not there for that. That's right. not what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're trying to, we're trying to get some uh, muscle built. And, uh. Obviously. Right. And yeah. so these things <laughs> piss us off. Uh -huh. Like number 10, <laughs> acting like it's your class at an aerobic place. Like, Thank uh, you. You know. Um, so don't you, tell others where to stand. Right. Don't tell other people how to do the don't, exercises. Don't. 
Yeah, that could be irritating. I Don't go that. there, homegirl. Dressing too boy. provocatively. Don't say this. Michael Bublé showed that you're not allowed to say this uh, because you get in big trouble when you uh, criticize how other people are dressed. Uh, but uh, there you go. There's some women dressed provocatively in case know, you wanted to know like what it was gym. like. Mm -hmm. Just like the gym I go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a gym, Jeffy. That's not a gym. But <laughs> yes, people are pole dancing, <laughs> but, but that's I not. mean, I've seen that scene, that exact scene yes. at the gym. Oh, my gosh. About a thousand times. Oh, yes. my gosh, because that's, that's always happening. It's so typical. And usually they start kissing each other immediately afterwards, Yeah, which is weird. Um, that's on my site. If you'd like to go to it, it's www. No, that's Hitting on fellow gym goers, you know. Uh, just just do your work. Don't hit on other people. Uh, hogging the equipment. Don't spend all day on the same equipment. Uh, I could see that one being an issue. Um, not having good hygiene. This is one I will say drives my wife nuts. But she went to a gym and like they have the, uh, you know, of course she goes to the gym. Um, but uh, are you saying you don't? So um, uh, it was one of those where they had the the what is it spinning mm -hmm, classes right. and she went to a gym and they don't they don't. Like make you spray down the seats and stuff every, seats after and every use. Mm -hmm. Now you're on a, 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 a cycle for an hour, pedaling hard. You're going to be sweating a lot. Yeah. Uh, and you know if, if that that needs to be part of your policy. Wipe down the damn equipment. That's gross. That's man. gross. That's really gross. That's gross. Uh, also, offering unsolicited opinions. Nobody wants to hear your expert opinion on how to do sit-ups. I get. I, I'm guilty of that one sometimes because look, uh, I, know. I obviously you try to help. I'm trying to help out these obvious disgusting, experts. flabby people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If and, you're going to yeah. be here, do it right. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And they're like, look, just because you're Adonis does not mean I want to hear from you. And I understand that. <laughs> I frankly don't. It kind of pisses me off. <laughs> look, I'm here to help you. Okay? You don't want to help. Well, at least watch how I do it. Yeah. You know? But uh, uh, you know, Abusing social media, I can definitely see this being a big one. In fact, we saw this with President Obama, who was uh, filmed working out in the, in the hotel gym like an idiot. Uh, you know, you really shouldn't be taking pictures of people Wait, at the gym. what? Now, Jeffy, you have some cameras set up in particular rooms, like particular locker rooms and Not stuff. Not that anybody's aware of. Okay. Then you got uh, dis disrespecting the child care protocol. Tempting as it might be to leave your kids uh, at the gym daycare while you run a few errands, it's not fair to staff or gym goers. Shut up. You know how much these gyms cost? And They're like $1,000 a month. If I want to leave my kid there an extra 15 yeah. minutes, he's going to stay there an extra 15 that minutes. That kid will attend college at your gym if I want him to. <laughs> okay. And the, the last thing that I want you to do is uh, make too much noise. Uh, like when you're, when you're working out or you're on your cell phone, of course, that's obviously obnoxious. But what happens a lot to me is I'm lifting so much, so much weight, weight that I'll you get the grunting. <laughs> People are like, could you keep it down? I said, I'm, I'm lifting. I just squat six eighty five here. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm squatting six eighty five. Is your back still hurting? I thought you were over seven. Uh, yeah, it's because of my back. Yeah, yeah. I'm down at six eighty five. Oh wow, that's yeah. that's tough. Yeah, I was over seven for a that's long what time. I In fact, for a while, I was doing eight. Yeah. But, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember. I saw yeah. you do that. Yeah. yeah. Are you gonna get back there? Or I'm just... trying. I'm trying. But, but right now, with the ruptured still, disc, and they're pissed at the grunting. Just gotta settle for six eighty five. Six eighty five. And that's and then of course the pain that I get from six eighty five uh, adds a little extra noise. Right. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then people get pissed. Mm -hmm. So I am guilty like, of hey, that hey, one. Guess what? Guilty guess what, honey? Mm -hmm. If you can, if you want to lift seven hundred, then you can start talking to me. Thank you. Okay. If you're only going to lift your your three hundred and fifty pounds over there, <laughs> whatever. Uh, don't worry about my grunting. Okay. <laughs> Thank That's you. what I say to him. I say to him just like that. That's what I do. <laughs> All right. More patents too coming up. We'll demonstrate some of these techniques for you uh, uh, during the break. Yeah, probably uh, during the commercials. No, yeah, we'll come during back the commercial show. During the commercials, but during the commercials, all we do is you know.
Yeah, squats and push-ups. Well, I didn't read a reminder, okay? Triple A 727 vet. I mean, come on. Hi, read my email. It is Uh And fatness over here. Fat oh, yeah, this big, fat, this big, this big thing over here. No, we call him fatso sometimes. He's still on the show. Uh, but uh, whatever. Despite uh, popular opinion, <laughs> he's still on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, Your microphone's off. Stupid. Microphone's he's off. stupid and fat, so uh, don't worry about it. Um, President Barack Obama jabbed at climate, uh, climate, global climate uh, skeptics, <laughs> climate change skeptics, uh, characterizing climate change as a dire threat. He, he said, did. Well, here's what he said. I thought he was going to come out. You know what? It actually hasn't warmed in a while, so I'm, I'm a little backing yeah, off of this one. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Seriously, yeah, I, just a modicum. I got to say, we made a mistake. Just an emoticon of honesty. I got to say, we made a little bit of a mistake. Maybe we rushed into yeah. this one a little bit too much. I said I was going to no. stop the uh, the water from rising, and it hasn't risen because it hasn't warmed. Right. So, Dang it. Uh, oops. I, know, I don't know what else to say. Hey, gang, listen. I know people have been firing this up, Al and some others, but look. It's 0.85 degrees in 135 years. It's not a big deal, right? Right. Let's relax. We all know. You and I both know. It's gone up four or five degrees in 100 years before. <laughs> it's, that's something to worry about. This isn't. So, yeah, this is not a big deal. You know, we'll get back to you. Don't worry about it. Go about your business. No, instead, he said climate change can no longer be denied. Well, yes, it can. Uh, it can't be edited out. It can't be omitted from the conversation. And action can no longer be delayed. That's why I've committed the United States. Uh, to, uh, uh, that's why I've committed the United States, the world, in combating this threat. To the world? Is that what he's saying? I've committed the United States to the world in combating this threat. What does that mean? Now, he's subjecting us to their uh, protocols and global warming limits. Is that what he's saying? Because that's what he has promised to do. Yeah. As far as I know, it hasn't happened yet, right, through executive action. But he did threaten that. Yeah. I mean, he's doing it. It's just a matter of whether it will go through the courts. I mean, and, and mm. in, especially in time for him to uh, still be in office. Uh, yeah. You'd think that would be a long process. But, you know, they're going to do whatever they want um, because they don't care about any of the constitutional limits or other limits that they have on themselves. Only, only when they really feel like, okay, the people are turning against us on this one. Do they ever back off? Right. Um, and, you know, that kind of seemingly happened with the Iran deal um, where they were. So, I mean, even Congress was like, uh, not only are we going to pass a bill that says you can't do this, it's going to pass it with a veto proof majority. So, I mean, do you want to back off of this before we do this? Because this is what we're going to do. Even Democrats are coming. You can't just you can't just pass a unilateral deal with Iran on nuclear. That's no. You've got to come to us for that. So at least About time that we stood up to him. Yeah. About time. Very rare, though. By the way, on, uh, on, on another kind of not earth-shattering, but this is kind of interesting to us, um, and, and hopefully to you, but uh, Jay-Z's music app is apparently, have you seen this? Yeah. You hear about anything? I saw it in the paper, yeah. Major flop. It's not in the top 700 now, uh, which is a little soon for this thing to go so far away. The CEO's gone. CEO left. Uh, I, I think part of his problem is, he didn't offer enough, and and he charged too much, like yeah. twenty bucks a month. That's way too much. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems to be, I don't know that it was ever a huge play to, like, take over the industry. Because, I mean, you know, you're charging, obviously, double or triple what other mm -hmm. music services uh, charge. And many of them charge nothing for, I mean, I was listening mm -hmm. to Spotify this morning. and, and uh, Which, by the way, Spotify uh, informed me that I cannot make in-app purchases in my region of Texas. So, just business plan-wise, perhaps you should open that up to... Texas. <laughs> Wait, I, it's you weird. Can't I, make a purchase in the app. Why? I'm really like, okay. Here's the deal with Spotify. Everyone tells me it's great. Okay. Yeah, that's what I keep. Everyone hearing. tells me this is the way I, I still get. use Pandora, but I've been thinking maybe I should try right. Spotify. I have app. iTunes. I mean, what I use is iTunes. I download the songs I like. Occasionally, yeah, I, I use their radio service. Too. So if I want to listen to new songs, mm -hmm. but, but everyone says Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. So I'm like, all right, fine. I download Spotify. It keeps logging me out of the app, so I have to try to remember my stupid password. Well, which of course, I do not remember, so I have to go look it up or whatever. Then I have to go uh, and get the email, and then they don't send the email. And then i got to wait for a half an hour, and it doesn't happen again. And I send it again, it doesn't happen. So I went through a huge struggle of just getting logged into the stupid thing. So I go through this whole process. I try to import playlists from iTunes, because I don't want to go rebuild all of my playlists. I already have them all made. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it again. So there's a service that supposedly imports them. Of course it doesn't work. Then I get in there today, and they're like, you can, I, I finally log in, and they say, you can uh, uh, listen to a commercial for a half an hour of uh, commercial free music, or you can upgrade uh, for, <laughs> and so you don't get any commercials. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lazy American. Don't want to hear your stupid commercials. I'll pay. So I go, I, I go to upgrade, and it says, uh, in-app purchases are not available in your region. <laughs> the United States? I, did, it's a terrible region to exclude, guys. Now, I assume there's That's some... That's got to be a mistake. It's a mistake. It's, it's a problem. Be. Yeah, it's got to be. Yet again, another problem I've had trying to do this. At some point, I'm just getting, I'm getting more and more talked out of it on a daily basis. It's like, I don't want... I want to be able to skip the songs I don't want. I want to be able to... Yes. Put, I, like, I, I, I'm, yeah. I, at this point with music, I basically want... Everything, every song, possible, at an instant, with no problems. I will, however, pay for that. I will pay for that. Not in this but region. All I, not, <laughs> not in this region. region. Not in this region of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. What? The fifth largest city in America? Yeah, I think you guys should include uh, that no, region. Sir. Yeah, no, uh, not this. Can't do it. Irritate. I've heard their algorithm is better. I don't know about that. But it, uh, somebody was telling me uh, that, that I think it's Spotify's algorithm. When you just do a radio station and, and you put a song in it that you like and then it right. understands the general stuff you like. Yeah. Supposedly, it can figure out that based on what you skip and what you like and what you don't like, that you like a certain artist's song, specific song, mm -hmm. but you don't like the artist. I know where you yeah. heard this. And there's uh, a million of those from uh, you. From me. On the I heard Pat it from you. On the Pat and Stu show. Yes, that's where I heard <laughs> that's it. That's where you heard it. Is it Spotify? <laughs> it is Spotify. That, it is Spotify? That is uh, yeah. their, their future, though. It's not currently implemented fully. Oh, but it's their future. They have it They have it done. They're just Dang. still... So they haven't implemented it, it yet. I, I think they've implemented parts of it's it. It's the one... And you were telling us, like, you, you go home at 10.30 and you play a certain song. It understands It understands that you like you chill music at that, point, at that time. It understands you like want Pandora, upbeat though. music at the That's gym. what I want! Pandora's still good. There are so many stinking bands... You know, like Journey is one of them. I like one or two songs. I, I'm so sick of most Journey songs. I used to love everything they did. But I, I just want a couple of songs. I don't want the whole band. Right. Okay? I'm, st I'm tired of Don't Stop Believing and Faithfully. Don't want them! Yeah, Not, in okay? in this region, Not in this region. Not in this region. You're going to hear them. That's right. Okay. <laughs> There's no way to avoid Journey songs in your region. I'm not in New Jersey. <laughs>